is wonderful and he is glorious. He is majestic, he is beautiful, he is everything we could ever desire and ever hope for. He is Jesus and he is the worthy one. I feel the call of Jesus to follow him. He is calling out louder and louder. Come follow me for no other reason than he is worthy. What's the reason that you follow him? I'd say for most of us, it's not because of his worthiness, but it's because of his benefits. But he's calling a new yes, which is saying, would you follow me because I am worthy? There is a greater yes, a fuller yes, a sanctified yes to Jesus. That is a response to the call to follow him. And it's going to cost you everything. Jesus is saying, will you follow me? I feel Jesus wooing us. He's wooing us to say yes to him. And there's an urgency to his call. It's not a yes that we have known or understood or seen. It is greater and more costly and it was always meant to be that way. It's a yes with no reservations, a yes to the truth, a yes that is complete. It's a sanctified yes, a set apart yes, a holy yes, a consecrated yes to himself. I see the yes as like a mother giving birth for the first time. When that baby comes out, everything changes. That yes to the birth changes everything, the cost, the price, the sacrifice, everything changes. No longer is your life your own, no longer is it about you. It's all about someone else and day after day and week after week and year after year, there is cost and sacrifice. Joy, yes, immeasurable joy, but way more cost. Jesus is inviting us to say yes in that same way. That changes everything, that no longer is it about our life and ourselves and our plans and our desires and our time and our passions, but instead it becomes all about him. Every step, every choice becomes all about him. Jesus is worthy. He is the worthy one. And he's asking, will you say yes to follow him? A yes that is set apart, a yes that is holy, a yes that is consecrated to himself. Many of us, probably actually most of us here, have said yes to following Jesus. Have you ever thought what that actually means? What does it mean to follow Jesus? Because all of us have formed an opinion in our mind and in our response of what that means to follow Jesus. We all have some sort of understanding of the cost or the sacrifice that may be. We've all made decisions over how much we would give of ourselves how much we would give of our time, what things we need to remove from our life, what we have to give, how often should we go to church, how much should I serve, how does it impact my life other than Sundays. All of us have made that call, whether you understand it or not, we've said, this is what it looks like to follow Jesus for my life. And so for each of us, that looks very different. But I know that Jesus is calling us to something different today. Unfortunately, it's often not the Bible nor the truth that forms this view in us. Because if I looked at what it meant to say yes to Jesus from a biblical perspective, I'd say for none of us, me included, that our yes looks anything like what the disciples or others' yes look like. So today I want to talk about what it means to say yes to Jesus what he originally designed for that yes. So what I feel is Jesus calling us to a sanctified yes. I want to explain in a teaching way what that means and then we're going to give ourselves a chance to respond to that. I believe for a few people today, this will be a defining day for you. It will be like that mother giving birth and all of a sudden it was one way and it was about yourself and the next day it all became about him. I believe that many will respond. I think, but only a few, your life will be completely different. Because it's easy for us to respond to an altar call and to say yes and let's go for it, Jesus, and the next day we forget about that decision and we go about our own journey. I encourage you to be one of those ones where everything is different from today onwards. Now, to differentiate, we all have a yes to Jesus, all of us follow Jesus, but to differentiate what that yes is compared to what I'm talking about, I'm going to call it a sanctified yes. Now, I'm not a big fan of using big words, 
but I found the Holy Spirit ministering to me in this word. And so we're going to use the word sanctified, yes. So what does sanctified, yes mean? Well, the word sanctified, we can split it up into three different areas. So the first thing is it means to be set apart. To be set apart. Have you thought about that when you said yes to Jesus? Because I think often when we say yes to Jesus, we don't set ourselves apart from everything. We add him on to everything. He's calling us to be set apart from everything that isn't Jesus. Another way to describe it is to be made holy. What does it mean to be made holy? It means to be conformed to Jesus. He is the Holy One, and so me becoming holy and saying yes to him is a yes to becoming like him. It also means to be consecrated. Another big word, which means to be devoted exclusively for a purpose, being to follow Jesus. That's what I'm talking about today. I'm going to come across five different points that maybe give a fuller understanding of what the sanctified yes means. It's not the full picture. We haven't got hours and hours or years and years to go on that journey. But I think what I'm going to talk about today, you're going to see there is a difference between, I know for myself, there's a difference between what I'm talking about today and how I live my life. And I know over the past four weeks, Jesus has been ministering to me in a way of calling me out and say, would you follow me? And he's been ministering to me what that looks like, and that's what I share, want to share with you today. We ready? Yeah. Number one, a sanctified yes is a yes to him because he is worthy. A sanctified yes is a yes to him because he is worthy. Not because of what he has done for me. Everything, I love how God just brings an alignment. Everything we were singing today was all about him and his worthiness. None of it was about, what am I going to get out of this, Lord? What's the benefits I get? It was all about him. A sanctified yes to, is a yes to him because he is worthy, full stop. Have you ever thought about that? He is the worthy one. He is God himself. A yes to his worthiness is not a surrender to my own ways. Now, let me explain that. Because often we try and go our own way and it doesn't work. So we say, all right, I give up. I'm going after you, Jesus. That's not a, a yes to him because of his worthiness. It's a yes to him because I couldn't do it myself and I want to get some benefit from this relationship. A sanctified yes is a yes because of his Worthiness, not because of what I can get out of it, but because of who he is. That form of surrender, yes, of what can he do for me, it's a last resort kind of yes. It's a last resort. It's a my life is in ruins. And often we would use that as a way to tell people about Jesus. And we talk about the mess in their life and say, but Jesus can do this for you, he can do this for you, he can do this for you. I don't think it was ever supposed to be about what he can do for us. I think the benefit of the relationship is he does stuff for us. But his worthiness is not defined by what he can do for me. He is worthy. He is the worthy one. And he's asking us, would you follow me for no other reason because I am worthy? God had a yes for us that was willing to give everything in pursuit of us. He gave everything. He gave him himself. He gave of his son, Jesus, in pursuit of us. He removed every barrier to the cross. He didn't go to the cross to make himself worthy. He went to the cross so that we could say yes to him. He went to the cross to remove every barrier. If Jesus never went to the cross, he was still worthy. He was still worthy of us to follow him. He is worthy. He was worthy. He is worthy. And forever he will be worthy. Matthew 10, 37 to 39. It's not on the screen. This is Jesus speaking. He says, Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Let me read it again 
Have a listen to the words that keep getting repeated. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. I think I know I have preached in my journey and said Jesus went to the cross to make you worthy. I find this verse ministering to, an, in, to me in a way that re-changes my thinking of saying actually he went to a cross to remove the barrier he justified. He made me right before him. But my worthiness is actually found in my following. It's in my response to him that I'm worthy of him. I think what happens is we say yes to him and we feel like we're worthy, which there's an essence of that that's true. But in our worthiness, we sit and we wait for his benefits to come in. We'll say, I'm worthy of this and I'm worthy of that God and you have this benefit and you do that for them and you died to make me worthy. But this verse really shifts my thinking and says, and I found the Lord ministering to me in a way that says, my worthiness for him to be with him is found in my follow. That's why the disciples got to spend all this time with Jesus because they said yes. It was in their response to him that the worthiness is found. And so I think as Christian cultures, we've taught this following of Jesus as the benefits we get from him rather than our pursuit of him. And so we come to him for our needs rather than coming to him because he is worthy. When we say yes to follow him, we don't know what lies ahead. I wish we did. Wouldn't that be amazing? I wish us having a full yes to Jesus, we knew what was ahead. But that's not a full yes. Because a full yes to him is because of his worthiness, not because of what I get or what I'm going to come across in that journey. The disciples responded to Jesus not knowing the cost. And the majority of them ended up being martyred for their faith. They said yes, not knowing what it was. They said yes to him because he was worthy. He was the Messiah they were waiting for. They weren't saying yes to him because of the benefits they got. If anything, they knew of the cost that was going to unfold before them. And they said yes to him because of his worthiness. Matthew 9.9, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told them. And Matthew got up and followed him. Now Jesus gives us that same question. He says, follow me. How often do we respond in that way of saying, yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm going to give up, like Matthew, give up my position, give up the favor with Rome, give up my wealth in pursuit of him. But instead we say yes and we hold on to everything and try and add him onto our life. For Matthew, it was an all-in response. Matthew 4, 19 to 20. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. At once. At once they left everything behind that they knew everything they had value in and said yes to him because of his worthiness. There's something in the disciples' response that I think that we've missed. Our yes has always been about, I believe, as cultural Christianity where there's no persecution going on. Our yes has been for his benefits, not because he is worthy, but he is changing that all around right now. Jesus is worthy Maybe it's time we shift from convincing people of his benefits and tell people of his worthiness. Brad's doing well too. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Jesus is worthy. Maybe it's time we stop convincing people of his benefits and tell people of his worthiness. That's the response that we need. He is worthy for nothing that I get back from him he is still worthy. Number two, a sanctified yes is a yes to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's a yes to all three. I can't align with one and not to another. I can't, I'll take these two and dismiss that one. Now, often 
what you will find is that you have a greater connection to one over another. And often that comes from um, dysfunctions in our life or things that we've gone through in our journey. If you feel connected to one over another, that's an invitation to go on a journey. Because he is one, he's not he that the three is one. It's not one, I'll take this one and I'll dismiss that one and I, I love Jesus and I dismiss the Father because I've gone through father wounds and I don't get the Holy Spirit. I've seen that abused and I'm gonna dish that part. Or it's like I love the Holy Spirit, but my life's a mess and I forget to follow Jesus. If I dismiss one, then there is something missing in my following. Without the Father, I live working for love. I live as an orphan, as unwanted, always seeking approval and acceptance. Without Jesus, I live a life devoid of potential, devoid of an example, devoid of a friend, and devoid of a saviour. And without a saviour, I am not saved. And without Jesus, I have no one to follow. Without the Holy Spirit, I live without wisdom, without power, without the revelation of truth and conviction, without the Holy Spirit, I live in religion only doing things I can accomplish on my own. That yes to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is also a yes to becoming like Jesus. He was there to live a life for us to model. The more I get lost in the fullness of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the more I become like Jesus. I need the fullness to become like Jesus. I don't just need Jesus. I need the fullness. So if I'm, if I'm to become like him, then any area of my life that doesn't look like Jesus is an invitation to go on a journey with Jesus, to see that restored. Any area of your life that doesn't look like Jesus, he's inviting you to go on a journey with him. There is no barrier to it. Like There's a full acceptance of you to say, hey, all you have to do is be committed to follow me. 2 Chronicles 16.9 is one of my favorite verses, and it says, The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth, so set us to and fro, to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Commitment is, a, is a, just a choice. The com- committing is the easy part. And as we just say, all right, I'm all in. I'm following you, Jesus. His strength comes. His strength comes as we respond in commitment. I think more often than not, we cry out to the Lord, wanting his strength when we haven't actually said yes to following him to the measure he asked us to. I love what Brad shared last week about authority and grace, particularly the part where grace is the power to change. Grace wasn't supposed to leave us in forgiveness. Grace was supposed to move us beyond forgiveness into transforming our lives to look more like Jesus. Grace is the power to change. I always think of grace as the ability to accomplish something through Jesus I can't do on my own. He fills that gap between what he calls us to and the life that Jesus lived and where I'm at now. Grace wants to draw us further. So that sanctified yes is a yes to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Number three, a sanctified yes is a yes to intimacy with God. Intimacy is exciting and it's also so scary because intimacy is vulnerability. Intimacy is this fullness of bearing everything in my life before him. Anything I withhold from coming to Jesus about is going to be a separation between me and him. When I hold something back in my life, I hold myself back from him. But when I completely reveal myself to him, he completely reveals himself to me. It's in the knowing that intimacy happens. And I think the the greater measure that we reveal ourselves to him, the greater he reveals himself to us. Now, quickly touch on the woman at the well. So there's a story in the Bible. There's a woman, she's at a well. That's not the end of it. And so she's at this well, she's a Samaritan woman, and Jesus comes up to her. So Jesus is a Jew, she's a Samaritan. So firstly, we have breaking against the customary custom of the time. So a man and a woman couldn't be together, a Jew and a Samaritan couldn't be together, but Jesus is breaking all of that to go and see her. Amongst many things he talks about living water, I won't go into that sign now, 
But he starts calling out this stuff in her life. It's mess in her life, it's sin in her life, the different partners she's had and the one she's with now won't marry her. There's all these intimate details that he's revealing about her. Now in that, what he does is he completely knows her. And then we read this passage that talks about, and then she went around town and she became this big evangelist and said, he told me everything I've ever known. Now, I've always thought it was the, the knowing and the revealing that caused her to respond in that way. But as I've been rereading it lately, it's actually the fact that she was completely known and then Jesus reveals himself completely to her. That changed her. See, if Jesus had said, hey, you did this and you did this and you did that and rejected her in that moment, I don't think she would have been this evangelist that went and evangelized this whole town. If he didn't reveal himself to her in that moment, I don't think she would have done the same either. Because intimacy happened in that moment. She was completely revealed before him, and he completely revealed himself to her. The first person he reveals that he is the Son of God and the Messiah, the one they've been waiting for, is revealed to the person whose um, vulnerability was completely exposed before Jesus. And so I think it's the intimacy that happens because of that, and the intimacy that happens when we come before the Father and we say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening in my heart. This is what's happening in my head. This is what I've gone through. And as we lay that completely before him, intimacy comes. So a sanctified yes is a yes to intimacy with God. If you're struggling with intimacy, it's time to start being vulnerable before him. Because the response to us revealing ourselves to Jesus is him revealing himself to us. And I want more of Jesus. Number four, a sanctified yes is a yes to his ways and not my ways. Well, that's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's a yes to his ways and not your parents' ways. It's a yes to his ways and not your pastor's ways. It's a yes to his ways and not the ways of your church or the ways of your Christian friends. It's a yes to his ways and not culture's way. It's a yes to his way and not the popular way or the social media way or the media's way. It's a yes to his ways and not the comfortable way or the safe way or the cheap way or the easy way. It's not the Sunday way. It's not the put your thing in here. That's the way that you've been following Jesus. There's a different way, and it's his way. And that's what he's calling us to. A sanctified yes is a yes to his ways. To move away from those things that are getting in the way of my relationship, to put off those things that were never meant to be there, and to say yes to him. It's also a yes to saying, a yes to what is God's way in the place if what is a good way. Because I think as Christians, we fill our lives with good stuff in the place of what is God's stuff. Now, I've did, done this myself on many occasions. Back in 2012, we got our prophet, first prophetic word, God calling us to go to Cambodia. We then started adding all of these good ways in to fill in the details. Because if someone said to you, go to Cambodia, and what would you say? Well, what am I going to do? And where am I going to go? And who am I going to stay with? And what is it? And you... And so we started filling all of these details with what was good. Now, I think the problem is we fill in what, what was good because we look at other people who God are using. What God is using someone else for does not mean he's going to use you for. And what is God for someone is not necessarily God for me. And so the problem in our Christian circles is that we follow the person and we see God's favor on someone's life. And so we try and bring that into our own life. I don't think we bring it into our own life because... We're trying to be impactful for God. I think we bring it out our own life because we like the feeling that comes from the platform or the purpose or the mission that someone else is on. And so we filled in all these details with what was good because we looked at all these other missionaries and stuff in Cambodia and we're like, cool, we'll take that part and we'll take that part and we'll add this in and help God along the way. And one by one over the next four weeks, he said no and no and no and no. We didn't hear it. But he made it happen. He put blocks and other people are saying, no, you can't do that. And we offer ourselves completely free of charge for a, a year to people. And they're like, cool, we need you. We're going to pray about it. And they come back, no. 
We've never had that before, but no. God will quickly put an end to things that are not of him if you're willing to listen. It's a yes to the unknown, to walking one step at a time in the direction of his choosing. His ways, unfortunately, are not my ways. And it's going to cost us everything. It's a yes to his ways. It's a yes to God's input in our everyday, in our everything, in all of your relationships. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? Invite him into your relationships, into your choices, into your finances. Not just the 10%. Inviting him to all of it. What do you value? Where do you spend your money? Into the things you watch. Yeah, he cares about it. That hurts as well. Things you read, the things you go to. A yes to his ways is a yes to God having input in your ways. He will do that. He is gracious, he's not condemning. But he will have a say. He'll let you know where you're going off track. He'll convict you when you're watching something that's not appropriate. And he'll do it gently. But he'll give you the choice. He's not going to come and turn your TV off. He's going to convict you and give you the choice of whether you would turn the TV off. Number five, last one. Sanctified yes is also a sanctified no. It's not just saying yes to things, it's also saying no to things. To know to what culture values. It's a know to what social media values. And it aligns with the ways, but sometimes we just need to say no. He's calling us to say no. And that no can be hard. And that no can feel like you're saying no to something really good and noble and right. He's asking, would you follow me? And in that following, I'm saying no to other things. I'm saying no to everything that's not going in his direction. My pursuit of Jesus has to be a turnabout from the way I was going to the way he's going. It's a no to a lot of things, what the world values. It's even no sometimes to what religion or churches value if it's not aligned with him. It's often a no to the things I've been taught as I've been raised. Those things I've been taught to value that Jesus doesn't value. Those things that my family value that Jesus doesn't value. Now it's okay to say no. I just feel the Lord on this. It's okay to say no to things that your family values. That doesn't dishonor your family. You actually honor your family by saying no to the things that dishonor Jesus. Jesus will bless your no to those things in your family that aren't right. And I'm thinking, I'm particularly talking about, especially as adults, when we go back to things that um, our wider family are involved with. It's okay to say no and to say, hey, I'm going to miss this one out. Your no is important. Matthew 19, 25 to 29. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Peter answered him, We've left everything to follow you. We've left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne. Man, I'm looking forward to that. You who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel and everyone who has left Houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. In the following of Jesus, it's saying no to a lot. And you're going to see the costs and it's going to hurt. And actually sometimes when you say no, it may hurt others. Doesn't mean it's not right. Saying yes to Jesus is going to mess with those things that the world values. It's so important that our yes has an equal no to the things that is not something that Jesus doesn't value. It's saying no to those things that are going in the direction that Jesus isn't going. 
and there's grace and there's mercy for you. There is grace to help you change. There is mercy to help you to be forgiven and to be accepted, even when you make mistakes. Disciples gave up everything they knew and valued, even without knowing what was on offer. They said no back to basically everything they had valued, everything they had cared about, everything they had worked for up until that point. They had a sanctified no. They set themselves apart. They said, no, I'm pursuing holiness. I am consecrated before the Lord. I am making my whole purpose about him. That's what he's calling us to. When we say yes to Jesus, it is just as much about what we say no to. And saying no is our choice. He's not going to force it upon us. The greater our yes to Jesus, the easier it is to say no to those things that don't align with him. So let's recap. Sanctified yes is a yes to him because he is worthy. If you get one thing out of today, that's what I want you to get out of today. He is worthy. Let's stop convincing people of his benefits. Now, if you're, if you're a, a Bible person, if I say that word benefits, probably that verse that says, let's not forget his benefits, comes to mind. You know, that it's not forgetting his benefits. That's thankfulness. That's gratitude to him. But it's not following him because of his benefits. As I follow him and their blessing comes and favor comes and the goodness of his comfort and all that sort of comes, I respond in thankfulness for his blessing. I respond in thankfulness for his benefits. But benefits were not meant to be the reason that I follow him. His worthiness is the reason that I follow him. That's the one thing I want you to get. I can invite the team up and Marika up as well. A yes to the Father. A sanctified yes is a yes to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's all three. Now, I'm talking about things that maybe you struggle with and maybe it's time to go on a journey with. And if you need someone to go on a journey with, please talk to the team because we would love to set you up with someone that can help minister in that space, especially if you've got disconnection from the Father or the Son or the Holy Spirit. A sanctified yes is a yes to intimacy. It's vulnerability before him. If there's a gap between you and him, there's a gap in intimacy. And he's inviting you in. It's a yes to his ways and not my ways. It's also a sanctified no. Marika and I are going to pray for a few things and we might invite you to stand or sit or different things. Um, I know the Lord is here and he's going to minister to people. And so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to pray for mothers spiritual mothers so if you whether you have been inputting to people's lives um, as a as a woman maybe you have been you want to input into people's lives and you felt a barrier to that so biological mothers spiritual mothers and also those that want to be a mother where there's been a barrier to that and so we just really feel the heart of the Lord on that And so if you're one of those three things, I'd invite you to stand. I just want to bless you this day. Um, I want to say thank you. Uh, Thank you that you um, sacrificed your body um, in bringing new life. And I thank you that you um, sacrifice your uh, your life each and every day. Um, Thank thank you that you um, have sacrificed um, the things that may have been on your heart that you wanted to do in life and you had to lay them down during your motherhood season. And so I just want to bless you um, for, for making a sacrifice. And that was a really big sacrifice and, it, and, it, and it's beautiful and it's holy. Um, and I just want to thank you. I just feel the Lord's thankfulness over you, that you would make those choices for his children, that you would make those choices for the next generation, that you would sacrifice, that you would love unconditionally. And so I thank you and I bless you for that.
And I just pray a blessing over your day today that you will feel His love and you will feel His grace um, in this season, especially those who um, are in the, what I call the thick of motherhood, who have those young ones at home. Um, and I just want to just give you um, courage to keep going when it's hard. And I just um, pray that the Lord would give you um, the strength that you need to get up each and every day to answer the million questions, um, to answer the look at me, mummy, um, and to lay down your cold coffee and spend time with those children. And I just pray that you have the strength and the courage to keep going in your motherhood. And so, yeah, just today, I just want you to know that you are so loved, that you are so seen, that the Lord so sees you and He so knows you and He so knows the sacrifices that you have made. And He just says, thank you. Thank you for those sacrifices. Thank you for being a good mum. And I give you my peace, He says, and I give you my courage and I give you my strength to keep going. For the Lord saying that you were never meant to do it alone, that He is with you, that parenting was His plan, mothering was His plan, that you were created in His image. He knows how to mother, He wants to mother with you. You weren't meant to do that isolated. And for all those times that you didn't feel Him with you when you were in that deep and dark place of mothering, that He was with you. He never left you nor forsake you. And he's just saying, I was there. Would you invite me in? Would you invite me in? Would you say, I can't do this alone. I need your help. So God, I just pray a blessing over mothers that you would be with them, that you would guide them. Holy Spirit, would you just bring guidance into pairing? Would you bring guidance in how to support this child or that child, how to meet this child's needs or that child's or when a child is in a tantrum or in chaos. Holy Spirit, I ask for your wisdom just to flood out across mothers here. That in their moment of need and in the moment of joy, Father, I thank you that you're with them in their joy. You are with them in their fun times. That you are celebrating with them. You are championing them on. That you've got a big smile on your face when you see the joy of motherhood. So we pray a blessing over mothers. We pray a blessing over spiritual mothers in the house. For those that have already sacrificed of themselves for others, I honour you and thank you. Your legacy is far greater than you realise. Your impact is far greater than you realise. And the joy of the Lord upon you is far greater than you realise. He is well pleased with you. Yeah, Lord, I just really um, just want to pray for those who are spiritual mothers in our house because um, you are so valued and you are so important because often you step into the gap that the real mother left behind and left empty and left wounded and you just come in and you're just so wonderful and you just fill up people's love tank and you step into that gap even though you might not be their natural mother you step in and you take on that mothering role and I just want to bless you in that and I want to thank you for that and I just pray that the Lord continues to work through you as you come into people's lives and you and you mother them in the Lord, um, that He would give you the strength um, to do that, that He would give you the words to do that, that He would give you the wisdom. And I just really want to place, just know that you are really valued and that there is such a high value on that role of mothering, even if it's not mothering your natural children, but it's mothering somebody else. It's so beautiful and it is so needed because there's so many of us that are so um, carry these wounds and for you to step into that role and to show us what love looks like and what encouragement looks like and, and what a hug looks like is so beautiful. And so if you identify as, yes, I am a spiritual mother, I just want to bless you and I just want to thank you and the Lord sees you and knows you and He has given that um, that heart to nurture and, to, and that heart to mother to you. And I bless that heart that you have and that you are, you are known and you are seen and we are so thankful for you. And we come before you, Father, for those 
where there's something happening in your body that has prevented motherhood, I just declare healing. You're healed in Jesus' name. Set everything right, Jesus. Set everything right, Jesus. We remove every blockage. Heal every part, Jesus. Jesus, I thank you that you are the healer. And right now, would you move in bodies? Would there be a tangible, your presence be in bodies? Healing parts, healing minds, healing barriers. We just declare that in Jesus' name. Full and complete healing. We praise you, Jesus, for healing. We thank you, Jesus, for healing. We thank you that you are the healer that you sanctify us. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, And I just want to pray for, and this goes for anybody in the room, whether you're... um, whether you're a gentleman or a lady, if anyone has any wounds over over mothers and that space, I just want to pray into that too. Um, Lord, that you would just, um, would you just come and cover them today in those areas where they feel really broken um, over this area. And I actually just want to pl- pray into restorations. I want to pray into restorations of um relationships where you might have a strange relationship with a mother in your life or a mother figure in your life. I just really do just want to pray for restoration in that Um, and especially just restoration to your heart and to how your heart feels about this day, whether it's wounded, whether it's sad, um, whether it's full of um, fear over this day or, or trauma. We just want to lift that off of you in the name of Jesus. We just lift those wounds. We just lift that trauma um, that may be residing off of you in the name of Jesus. And we just pray for your tender heart um, that the Lord would just really meet you in that brokenness and in that tenderness and that you won't um, put it down, that you actually look at it and go, Lord, why am I feeling so tender over this? And would you come and would you show me? Would you come and show me why I feel so tender? And would you help me to be restored in my heart and restored in the natural to my mother, Lord? And so, Holy Spirit, we just pray that you just come and you just hold on to those hearts today, that you would just bring them comfort. Um, and we just, I just also pray that you would just lift up your eyes and that you would lift it up of the bad. We lift it off of the trauma and that you can um, that you can see good. That if there's good memories there, we pray into those, that you will see those good memories. And if you have wonderful mother figures in your life, that you will look to those and you'll be thankful for those and you will still be able to celebrate them today, even though you feel so much um, tenderness in your heart. We just thank you, Lord, that you're mending hearts today over this day. And Lord, would you just continue to do what it is that you've been doing in this room this morning? Yeah, we bless you, mothers. We're just going to um, go into a time. I know you probably your buzzers are probably beeping, and that's okay. As long as you get there by 11.30, that would be great. Um, the Lord is calling us just in response to the message that He is the worthy one. And would you say yes to Him because He is worthy? Is there a sanctify yes He's calling us to? And whatever that looks like for your response, whether you wanted to come and stand up the front, whether you wanted to sit in your chair, the team is just going to minister over us. He's going to get our focus on the worthy one. He is the one we're saying yes to. And so it's not going to look like you coming up the front and us laying hands on you. That would be for your benefit. This is about Him. We're here to respond to Him of His worthiness. There'll be time later that we can pray for people, but this is just your response. So whether you feel like you need to move forward because that's your response, or whether you want to sit in your chair or stand or lay on the floor, I encourage you that this is can be a marking day for you to say, I'm going to say yes to you because you are worthy. I'm going to say yes to the fullness of the Trinity, to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say yes to intimacy with Him. I'm going to say yes to His ways and not my ways. And I'm going to say no to a bunch of things that don't align with you, Jesus. And so we just open the floor for you to respond to Him.
benefits but about your worthiness you are worthy Jesus with her voice. Yes. We just give you our yes. 
we give you everything, Lord. We invite you into everything, Lord. Would you bless our yes, Lord? Lord, would you come and meet us today um, and this week as we process this sanctified yes of following you wholeheartedly, of laying everything down, of our sanctified no. Lord, we invite you into intimacy with us and we lay ourselves bare and nothing is hidden. Lord, would you just meet us today? We just bless your day. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Please, there's some wonderful scones that the men have made. Scones and jam and cream. What a great way to end. I encourage you to go and just to get to know people in our community. Make it the first person that you talk to as someone that you don't know. And I just uh, bless your day for those having lunches and things. I, I bless your day for those that maybe this is a hard day. I just bless your day too, that the Lord would meet you in your needs. God bless.